guys, welcome to The Reload. I am Kiana Ward, your host. This is where entertainment meets culture. So it's 2021. Oh my God, we've been through a lot in 2020. Hell and back and hell and back again. <laughs> but we're praying that this year, you know, it is going to be our year. And for a lot of us, 2020 was kind of like a peak of into our year and helping us, you know, push us into wanting to excel and be better and and be bigger in terms of giving and, you know, forgiving and being there for your family. Um, so this season of the reload. I really wanted to focus on what you are rooting for in 2021. I want to know what your visions are. I want to know what are the expectations you have for yourself as well as for others. Um, that's the only way that we can grow. But today I am so, so thrilled, so, so happy to have with me, I mean, just a wonderful, funny ass brother. <laughs> Um, oh my God has been trailblazing when it comes to like in this comedian type of game and industry we've seen where, you know, being a comedian is not just being in front of a TV. It's also social media. It's also, you know, who, who gets the most streams and can be creative with their words. But, you know, today it's all about focusing on this legend, Mr. Rodney Perry. Hey, I'll take that, Kay. How you doing, Miss Kiana? How you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? How are you? I'm I'm anxious to have this chat with you, man. Um, I've been impressed with you since we met on Clubhouse, and uh, you Hi. seem like a really dynamic human being, and uh, it's good to get the opportunity to chop it up. Yeah, yeah. I'm so happy that um, I mean. Clubhouse has been doing a lot of amazing things for a lot of creators um, mm -hmm. from every industry in terms of how we connect and how we relate to people that, you know, we, could, we couldn't even imagine being in the same room with. Indeed, um, very true. You know, so, I mean, this, this interview for me, it hits home because I grew up watching Comic View. I mean, me, my mom, my family, we, we were in on watching BET faithfully at 9 p.m. at night. I think that's the time it used to come right, on. Right, right, right. Um, and then, of course, you've been, you know, even b before the comic view, before the TV, you were touring. You were that that guy that, you know, people would book for shows on the road, that type of comedian coming up with Steve Harvey, coming up with Cedric the Entertainer, George Lopez, and so many more that we're going to talk about on this episode. Mm -hmm. um, but, I mean... For you, and as I dive into our question um, that I have for this new season, what are you rooting for for 2021? And then we're going to talk about everything else in terms of your history and what you're focusing on now. Uh, I think that's such a such a great question. What are you rooting for? You know, I'm rooting. I'm rooting. I'm rooting for the win. You know, I mean, if I'm if I'm honest, you know, I mean, we all are, are here to win our respective journeys. And I personally have had some ups and downs. And so uh, I'm always trying to be thankful for the up and the down. But I'm rooting for a win. You know, my, my grandmother say, baby, I'm going to pray for you. I'm praying for you. God, give you enough for what you need. I said, yeah, mama, but, but tell God I want some abundance. Mm. And so I'm rooting for some abundance this year, 21, going into 21. 
There's nothing wrong with that. So, I mean, for you, I'm sure even before 2020 happened, right? I know that you did suffer from, um, and and we don't have to talk about this, but if you want, you, you please do share. Um, All you gotta do is ask me. I'll tell you what's going on. <laughs> you know, I know in 20, was it 2016, you suffered a stroke, right? And um, uh, so, so uh, my, uh, in 2016, was it 16? I guess so, uh, four years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a stroke, uh, lost the use of the left side of my body, had to learn how to walk again, had to learn how to use my, my left side again. So it was life changing. And, uh, I, uh, I had to, I had to really stop and evaluate life. Mm-hmm. And so, and I, I did that and I, I was able to come on the other side of that, you know, people don't, don't recover the way I did, you know, and, and, and when people see you recover, they say, oh, it must've been mild, but it wasn't mild. It was pretty, you know, it was not a game. And uh, and so, you know, now my friends look at me like, well, you can't be beat. And I'm like, you know, I, I don't know about that, but, you know, it, it's an honor to uh, have had an opportunity to go through what I went through because it, it shows what you made of, you know. Right, right, right. Um, and I think that's prob- that probably, you know, also help you transition and adapt to the changes that we saw in 2020 as well, right? Like, you know, having a different, how people are seeing their life now um, compared to four years ago, compared to three years ago. I I did what everybody's doing now by myself. Right, right, right. Like I was in the hospital alone. I was isolated. Uh, My stroke actually happened when I was on the road. So I was in uh, Denver, Colorado when it happened. So I was very much alone and I had to figure it out on my own, uh, uh, of course, with the help of God. And um, and so to navigate that was a good thing. Right, right, right. Um, and I, it's just a blessing that you're still, you know, that you're still here. You were able to, you still know, alive. <laughs> yes, you're still alive. You were able to get through it because a lot of people, when they do suffer from um, certain um you know, medical conditions that happen to them like that, it's hard for them to transition back into what they were typically used to doing. So how, how, how is it now for you, um, even in the midst of still dealing with COVID, you know, traveling and just making sure that you don't revert back um, to bad habits or put yourself back in a predicament like that? I mean, that, that's the hard part. I mean, the easy part is taking my medication, which I wasn't doing. Uh, but the hard part is becoming, you know, gaining weight and and keeping yourself with those risk factors. That's the hard part because, you know, I love food and I love the stuff that we do. You know, I, you know, I, I have an occasional cigar, drink alcohol here and there, and so that's the hard part is maintaining a lifestyle that's conducive to healthiness, and uh, and that's one thing that I'm all on the. A, a, a lifelong ever ever learning battle with right 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 well man um kudos to you you know you're looking good i i, I know like on um what special was that the the martin lawrence um first amendment stand-up special you mentioned <laughs> um you can't spring this body on a new bitch you cannot. <laughs> so, <laughs> i don't even want to be with the woman that ain't never seen me as fine you know what i mean <laughs> Like my wife, she could look in her mind and find the old Rodney, you know. Right, and right. If I was to get with a, another woman that, that don't know that, all you know is Fat Rodney. I'm good. Yeah, like, yeah. You, you, you're happy with who you are with, and that's who you're, you're, um, 
you could be yourself with. So that's that's such a good thing. Um, speaking of like, I know what your history being in entertainment, being a comedian, and, and I learned an interesting fact about you that I didn't even know that you were a writer. So me, I mean, I guess it, it makes sense. You're a comedian. So you you write your own jokes or, you know, you're creative mm -hmm. in that aspect. But actually it, it was um, Kim Whitley, right? That gave you your first gig um, on being a, a writer in the room and, yeah. and being creative. So tell us about that journey and, and what sparked that where you felt like, you know what, I got to do this. Well, well, Kim, Kim, first of all, is always just a, a generous lady. She was so nice. And so I was doing a comedy room in LA and um, she came down. And when she came down, she finished, I watched her set and I had some notes for her. You know, I was like, hey, Kim, I know that you did this. You should try it like this. And you did this and you should try it like that. And you did this. And that's really kind of an arrogant thing to do because you don't know how a person's going to take your notes. <laughs> yeah. But I just felt like she would take it. And she did. And that was the beginning of our relationship. And shortly, probably three months after that, she got her, her show. Mm -hmm. And so one of the first calls she made was to me. She was like, Ryder, you kind of get me. You understand my voice. I have to do a monologue every day. I would love for you to help me create that monologue. Now, myself, Rodman, and Joy Wells. Joy, well Joy Wells writes for, writes for Kevin Hart now. Rodman is still a touring national comedian. And we were her guys, us three. We get and we didn't even know what we were doing, you know. We would have her on the phone all times at night talking about this set, and and we would, you know, I, I I always I've always had a gift of organization, and so I was able to keep her organized, but we had to figure out how to do this without keeping her up all night too, mm. and so we we began to learn how to write, you know, in a bubble, you know, without her actually having to be there, and so it was it was a value invaluable tools that I learned because I would use those tools later on in other writing rooms. Wow. Wow. And I mean, I'm sure that helped your craft when actually when you started, you know, picking up more um, opportunities, working on movies like with Tyler Perry um, being on, uh, what was it? The Medea's um, Big Happy Family, mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. you know, being a part of that. Um, do <laughs> You know, in terms of movies, and I know you, you know, you got a couple of projects that's coming out. Do you find it that is it harder now, or do you miss the aspect of like that that celebration that comes with when you drop a new movie or when you drop a new project? Like, do you think because of COVID, um, you do you miss it more, or do you feel like you're finding more creative ways to celebrate those moments or? to promote whatever project or um, stand-up that you'll be doing while we are in the midst of COVID? I mean, that's a great question. I mean, typically, if you release a movie, you would have some sort of uh, red carpet situation. Uh, it would be a lot of fanfare. It'd be an opportunity for you to get press and things of that nature. That stuff is kind of going away. But this is it's still exciting. Right. So you still got a movie coming out. Like, um, for instance, I'm going to be in a new coming to America. Well, they dropped the trailer yesterday. Yes, I saw it. <laughs> I got excited, as excited in, uh, watching that trailer as I did if it if it came out in theatrically. So I'm, I'm excited. And, and here goes. We might even get more eyeballs. 
Hmm. We may get more eyeballs because people are going to be piling their homes and watching, you know, spending whatever it costs to get it and watching it with 20 people. And so we might actually, it might be a gift, mm -hmm. I guess is what I'm saying. So, yeah. you, know, you know, I tend to be a glass half full guy. Sure, you can look at it as not the old way, but the new way might be better. Who knows? Right. So, I mean, speaking of coming to America too, right? Um, uh, we know like that's like, you don't have your black card if you've never seen coming to America, I just say. <laughs> so how was that experience working around, you know, not even just Eddie Murphy and um, uh, I mean, so many legends that's in that movie. And I know they have a lot of new up and coming um, um actors and comedians that are, are a part of this project as well i know wesley snipe is in it this um this um premiere so what was that experience like for you i mean first of all let's start with eddie murphy the reason i do stand up is because of eddie murphy wow you know, i remember being a you know a young man and seeing this guy man and going he gave me a face to what i wanted to be I know I wanted to tell jokes. I know I wanted to be a comedian, but I didn't know what it looked like. And then I saw him and I was like, yo, that's it. That's what I want. And and so to be able to walk on the on a movie set and for him to go, hey, hey Rodney, good morning. Wow. It was surreal. And of course, Arsenio Hall is the best, best, best human being on the planet. Mm -hmm. Super nice guy. And then to process, so I'll give you this quick story. So I auditioned. Like anybody else, I auditioned for the role, uh, and I, I got a, I get a call maybe a week later. My agent is like, "Yo, okay, so the movie had a working title called The Quest. Mm -hmm. That was the working title of the movie. Mm -hmm. And so my agent hit me back and said, Rodney, uh, you booked The Quest. I'm like, okay. He said, Rodney, you booked The Quest. <laughs> I'm like, all right, well, when does it work? So I got to make sure, you know, he's like, Rodney, the quest is coming to America too. <laughs> wow. Oh, Rodney. <laughs> yeah. And so that that oh in itself God. was was amazing, man. And and like you say, to be on the on the on a set with all this this iconic movie, uh, a movie that's that's um arguably you like you said, you don't have a black card if you haven't seen it. And so you got all that at stake. And then you feel a certain responsibility to make sure it's as good as the first one. Mm. You know, once you get on the set and you start creating, and then you're sitting back and you're watching, you go, you go, this is dope. This is going to be good. Oh, so this you guys is... have already seen the full... No, I, I just saw my parts. Oh, you just saw your parts. Okay, okay. So I didn't see the whole movie. But yeah. even doing your scenes, you're like, this is going to be good. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. And to see the trailer, I'm like, oh, that, uh-oh. Because <laughs> they didn't even show, this is how you tell a movie is good. If they show all the funny parts in the trailer, the movie is trash. Mm. They didn't show none of the real funny parts in the trailer. Mm. Telling y'all. So we're, we're in store for a, for a really good um, movie, a good comeback for, I mean, even though we've seen Eddie um, in a couple of projects on Netflix, like the, what is it, Dynamite and all Dynamite of that. Is my name, yes. Yeah, and, um, um, and he's done a, a lot of other um, 
few um, premieres slowly, and I and and I'm I'm happy for him too because I feel like he just vanished and he was just like done with Hollywood. And, and well, he got ten kids. Somebody know where he was. Yeah. <laughs> That's true too. So um, even to like have people like you, him, and um, and even Dave Chappelle just come back in the midst of an era where like we need good black comedians back in 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 the game, right? Um, so I I can't wait to see this movie. I know that you're gonna do good. You keep me laughing on Clubhouse, so. Um, those rules are always funny. So I know this is only going to, you know, just add to, um, your portfolio and what you're doing and, and with your, um, craft. Um, with, with that being said, um, is there any other projects that you're working on right now or? I got, I got a few things. This is my book. I'm, I currently got a book out. I'm about, to, I'm, about, I'm doing, I'm currently working on an audio book for this. I got a, um. I, I did an audio piece that I did that I also do for Sirius, uh, a show called that 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 joke was wild. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that joke was wild, which is um is gonna be like me, like a VJ for 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 comedians doing stand up. So I'm gonna be tossing to them and cracking jokes and stuff, and uh, they're gonna give us the whole month. Me and my producer partner, the whole Black History Month, to to provide content for them. So wow. I'm excited about that. A lot, a lot of good comedy stuff coming down the pipe. And um, I mean, there's always something, you know, I mean, a couple more movies I'm writing, I'm producing, I'm, you know, I got a TV show in the works that I'm working on getting out there. So we, 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 we I believe in, in when in doubt, just get, get busy, get kinetic. Yeah. What is the book? Give us the title of the book. Um, the book is called uh, Rodney Perry Moments on My Journey. Okay. It, so after I got, after I had my stroke, I wanted to make sure my children knew my story. And so I really wrote this for my kids, but it's been a great thing. It's, it's an easy read. It's only a, like a hundred or so pages, but I talk about everything from, you know, when my mother had me, my stepfather, my, my biological father, my, you know, yeah. I talk about um, working with Steve Harvey, said the entertainer, Monique, our relationship. I talk about having the stroke. I talk about my mom losing my mom, what that was for me and my family. So it's a lot of ups and downs in that book. Right, right. Well, I can't wait to read it. I will be purchasing. I want an autographed copy. So make sure um, I get that and send me the link so I can purchase and, and we Absolutely. can share that. Um, with so you can hit, hit my DM yeah. and, I, and I'll give you the information because yeah. I'm, mailing, I'm mailing out some copies tomorrow. Okay. All right. Definitely will. Now, um, you even mentioned Monique. How is that relationship with you and Monique? Because I know that she's a, that's your girl and you don't play about your girl. You don't, you do well, not play about your girl. So well, th this is the thing. Most people that make comments about Monique don't know her. Right. And, and so if I'm in a room on clubhouse or anywhere, uh, I just don't allow people to say stuff that's just not true. And she's a great person. She's, she's, she, our relationship is still great. Uh, we probably talk once or twice a month and, uh, she's my friend and she earned the right to be my friend. Like she did stuff that made me go, wow, she got my back. And so the the things that people are 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 saying bad about her are the same things that I love about her. Like she mm -hmm. fights for the underdog. She she's she's not willing to she's willing to uh like she never bites her tongue, you know. And if you need her, she's a superhero. She'll come flying in to help you. All right. And and that in itself is is amazing, you know. And I don't know if I could even be as brave as she is sometimes. 
Right, right. I mean, and that's wonderful. I'm glad that um, it was very enlightening to see you speak up for her, you know, um, and it was very enlightening. To see she don't need me either. Yeah, she doesn't need, need you. Of course, we we know that. We know that. She's so gangster. She's so gangster. Yeah, 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 yeah. We know that. We know that. Um, you know, she's she's not she's not needed in terms of somebody defending her or speaking up for her. Um, but I just thought it was just amazing to see how. Um, you know, comedians build these relationships because a lot of people think that you it's another side to you because of what they see in the media. So mm -hmm, they put mm -hmm. that, you know, those perceptions and what they assume of you um, into how they carry out a conversation with you and how they view your opinion. So um, I thought it was very even enlightening for me <laughs> to, to hear what you said um, when we were on Clubhouse. Um, so what right now with, with comedy, I know you're doing a lot of virtual stand-up um, shows and people are purchasing tickets um, virtually. Um, are you doing anything live? I know some parts of Atlanta are open up and you tend to travel back and forth from Atlanta, right? I live in Atlanta. I, I'm still doing live. I'm doing live shows. Okay, so okay. I, I've, been, I've been back out there for a couple of months now. You know, I've taken some shows, you know, in the Southeast and uh and a couple of shows i was at, I, I was here in atlanta last weekend and um we're working for diminished crowds so where you would normally play 300 people you're playing 150 or then we normally play 400 is 200 and so it's not as many people but it's still people one person can get you a COVID. so right uh you kind of try to watch keep yourself clean and keep your mask and stuff on and and live as healthy a life as possible if you can but it's, um, I needed comedy for my own psyche. Mm. Like I was, I was at home the first hundred days and I didn't know what to do with myself because yeah. for the first time in the career, you know, when I had my stroke, I was back on stage in 45 days. We get up to a hundred, 200 days during the quarantine and I was at a loss and I found out a lot of my peers were too, because we missed each other. We missed comedy. We missed the camaraderie. We missed traveling. We missed all that stuff. And, you know, it was very difficult. Wow, wow. And um, I think I read that you actually, you also teach like improv too in Atlanta. Are you, is that still going or? That's, uh, well, that's like what you see never, well, never. Oh, yeah, 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 never deny. Okay, never deny that's, next level. That's, 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 okay. my, um, that's my improv brand. I've been doing that for probably about five years, six years now. Uh, I've had some great people come through my class. And uh, I, I open it up for actors and well, anybody that wants to get better at trusting their choices, you know, mm -hmm. as as an actor or as a as a, you know, I had a nine one operator. Whoever you are, you want to trust you more, and and through improv, I help people with that. Right, right, right. Well, I think that's beautiful. Um, as we are about to wrap up the show here, Rodney, like any last word you want to give the people, what should we be embracing for 2021? What projects do we need to support you on? How can we find you on social? How can we, you know, get that book of yours that's about to come out? We, we need all the details and the facts. Done deal. Uh, RodneyPerry.com is the website. Uh, Rodney Perry Live on all social media. If you want a signed copy of the book, just hit me on my DM. And uh, and I'll shoot you the cash app, uh, and uh, we can we can proceed from there. 
I'll need your your uh, I give you cash app and you send me the money and uh, I'll mail it off. Uh, personally, I sign them and send it off myself because I want to make sure that that the people get it. But uh, uh, other than that, man, the the final word I would leave you with is be thankful. Mm. You know, we got to be thankful even in the face of a pandemic that a lot of us are are still here. We're still fighting. We're still making it through. And your dreams, there is no success without going through something. And so maybe for some of us, this thing is that something. And so uh, I'm thankful for everything that, that's happened to me, good and bad, whether it was a stroke, whether it was going through COVID or whether it, you know, being married 24 years, six kids, you know, it's all a blessing. And so uh, good or bad, be thankful. Right, right, right. Well, okay, people, again, this is The Reload. I'm your host, Kiana Ward. This is where entertainment meets culture. We just had the best person to start off 2021 for us, Mr. Rodney Perry. Pick up his book, pick up any show, any virtual event that he's doing, stand up that, that he'll be touching down in your town or area. Pick up those tickets, as well as coming to America too. We got Rodney in the movie. We want to support him. Make sure you guys stream it on Amazon. It comes out in March. Um, I'm just so happy, so thrilled to have you, Rodney. We are signed out, and this is The Reload. The Reload! <laughs>